2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 1. And it came to pass when the king dwelt in his house, and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies round about. And that means that David at this time wasn't fighting any battles. None of the pagans were warring against him. 2. That the king said unto Nathan the prophet, See now, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God dwelleth within curtains. David is telling Nathan, I have a palace made of cedar, but God is still dwelling in a tent, and that's not right. 3. And Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that is in thy heart, for the Lord is with thee. The prophet knows that David wants to build God a proper temple. Nathan says, Go, do whatever you want, because God is with you. For and it came to pass the same night that the word of the Lord came unto Nathan, saying, Now God is giving Nathan a prophecy for David. 5. Go and tell my servant David, Thus saith the Lord, Shalt thou build me a house for me to dwell in? 6. For I have not dwelt in a house since the day that I brought up the children of Israel out of Egypt, even to this day, but have walked in a tent and in a tabernacle. God is telling Nathan to tell David, I've never needed a temple. I am the one who told the Israelites to put the Ark of the Covenant in a tent, and that's where I want to dwell. Now, you know what the tabernacle represents. It represents that God is always with us. No matter where we wander, God will be with us by our side. Because a tent is a traveling house. It's not a permanent house. And it shows that we are traveling through this world temporarily. And our permanent home is in heaven. And that's why God chose to dwell with the Israelites in tents. To show that this earth was not their permanent dwelling. 7. In all places wherein I have walked among all the children of Israel, spoke I a word with any of the tribes of Israel whom I commanded to feed my people Israel, saying, Why have ye not built me a house of cedar? God is saying, Did I ever ask for a temple? 8. Now therefore, thus shalt thou say unto my servant David, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I took thee from the sheep coat, from following the sheep, that thou shouldst be prince over my people over Israel. David was originally a shepherd, just as Jesus is our good shepherd, so that he could learn how to be a true leader. A very good leader is somebody who takes care of this sheep, not somebody who takes advantage of the sheep. And then God made him king, after he had showed him how to be a shepherd. 9. And I have been with thee whithersoever thou didst go, and have cut off all thine enemies from before thee, and I will make thee a great name, like unto the name of the great ones that are in the earth. The Lord is saying that he is going to make David a great name, and that certainly did happen. To this day, everybody knows that King David was the greatest king who ever lived. Now that doesn't mean that he was the most wealthy. His son Solomon was the most wealthy king who ever lived. But King David was the greatest king because it's through his throne that the future line of Christ was established. And David really loved the Lord. He wrote all the Psalms. He prophesied about the Christ to come. His life represented the life of the Christ to come. And he truly was a man after God's own heart. 10. And I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, that they may dwell in their own place, and be disquieted no more. Neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them any more as at the first. God is saying, I am going to put my people in a place where no one will ever harm them again. This hasn't happened yet, but when Christ comes in the thousand-year millennial reign, when Christ reigns on earth, after the tribulation, that will be where the children of Israel are finally at total peace. Because for a thousand years, there will be no war on earth. Nobody will come against the Israelites.
11, even from the day that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel, and I will cause thee to rest from all thine enemies. Moreover, the Lord telleth thee that the Lord will make thee a house. God is saying that he is going to make David's household an eternal household, and that does happen through Jesus Christ. 12. When thy days are fulfilled, and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee that shall proceed out of thy body, and I will establish his kingdom. David's son Solomon is going to take over the kingdom, but then there will be a long line of kings that come out of Solomon, and then eventually Jesus Christ will be born from the line of King David, but he will set up an eternal spiritual kingdom, and he will be our eternal spiritual king. 13. And he shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Solomon hasn't been born yet, and David doesn't know what Solomon's name is going to be. But he's saying, you will have a son that will be born to you, and that son will build my temple. And that does happen. Solomon does build a temple for the Lord. 14. And I will be to him for a father, and he shall be to me for a son. If he commit iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the stripes of the children of men. God is saying that for your son who will build me a temple, I will be to him as a father, and I will discipline him like a loving father if he disobeys me. Now this does happen because Solomon does sin greatly against the Lord, and Solomon's kingdom does get attacked in the end because of Solomon's pagan worship. 15. But my mercy shall not depart from him, as I took it from Saul, whom I put away before thee. God is saying, I will never turn my back on your house, David, even though I turned my back on the house of Saul. Your kingship will live forever. 16. And thy house and thy kingdom shall be made sure forever before thee. Thy throne shall be established forever. That is through Jesus Christ. 17. According to all these words and according to all this vision, so did Nathan speak unto David. The prophet Nathan told David all of this. Now Nathan is David's main prophet. Samuel has died, and Samuel was Saul's prophet. And now Nathan is the next great prophet of Israel, and he is prophet to King David. 18. Then David the king went in and sat before the Lord, and he said, Who am I, O Lord God, and what is my house that thou hast brought me thus far? David is saying, I'm nobody, God, and yet you've elevated me. Why have you elevated me like this? 19. And this is yet a small thing in thine eyes, O Lord God, but thou hast spoken also of thy servant's house for a great while to come, and this too after the manner of great men, O Lord God. David is just thanking the Lord that the Lord has made his house a sure house. 20. And what can David say more unto thee? For thou knowest thy servant, O Lord God. King David is saying, I can't express to you how much I love you, but you know it. 21. For thy word's sake, and according to thine own heart, hast thou wrought all this greatness to make thy servant know it. 22. Therefore thou art great, O Lord God, for there is none like thee, neither is there any God beside thee, according to all that we have heard with our ears. He's praying to the Lord, and he's glorifying the Lord and thanking the Lord. And this is the most important thing that we can ever do in prayer, is to simply thank the Lord and glorify him for all that he has done. And if that's the only thing that you ever pray in your entire life, if every single time you pray, you simply thank the Lord and you exalt his name, you can't make a better prayer than that. Whenever you don't know what to say to God, just worship him. David is saying, there is no God like you, and everything we've heard about you is true. 
23, And who is like thy people, like Israel, a nation, one in the earth, whom God went to redeem unto himself for a people, and to make him a name, and to do for thy land great things and tremendous, even for you, in driving out from before thy people, whom thou didst redeem to thee out of Egypt, the nations and their gods. He's exalting the Lord, because the Lord took Israel out of Egypt and away from all of the demon gods that the Egyptians had, and taught them to worship himself. This is something that we can all do. If you don't know how to praise the Lord, simply list all the good things that he's ever done. And that is the perfect way to praise the Lord. You can say simple things. God, you created the whole world. You created me. You proved to me that you exist. You proved your love for me. You've saved my life many times. You saved me when I almost drowned in the river as a child. You saved me when I was in car accidents and you didn't let me die. You saved me in the womb when I was stricken in the womb. And just name all the great things that God has done. You brought the Israelites out of Egypt. You saved Jonah from the great fish. You set up King David's throne forever. Whatever we say about the Lord that's true is a way of praising him. And you could go on for hours and years praising the Lord. It's real easy to do. Simply state the facts and you're praising the Lord. 24. And thou didst establish thyself, thy people Israel, to a people unto thee forever, and thou, Lord, becamest their God. 25. And now, O Lord God, the word that thou hast spoken concerning thy servant and concerning his house, confirm thou it forever, and do as thou hast spoken. David is saying, What you have said about my household, and that my son will make your temple, let it come true. 26. And let thy name be magnified forever, that it may be said, The Lord of hosts is God over Israel. Now Lord of hosts means Lord of angel armies. And the house of thy servant David shall be established forever, be established before thee. 27. For thou, O Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, hast revealed to thy servant, saying, I will build thee a house. Therefore hath thy servant taken heart to pray this prayer unto thee. David is saying, I am praying this prayer of worship because you promised me that my son will build you a temple, and I love you for it. 28. And now, O Lord God, thou alone art God, and thy words are true. Thou hast promised this good thing unto thy servant. So we can thank God for whatever he's promised us. He's promised us salvation, and he's promised us that we will see the Father face to face. And that's a great way to worship God, is saying, thank you for giving me salvation and for bringing me one day to see your Father face to face. 29. Now therefore let it please thee to bless the house thy servant, that it may continue forever before thee. For thou, O Lord God, hast spoken it, and through thy blessing let the house of thy servant be blessed forever. David is just saying, let your word be confirmed, let everything you say be true. We can say the same thing to the Lord. Let everything that you have spoken over me be true, even the things that I am unaware of, dear God. Whatever you have said about me and my future in you, let it come true. And that can be our prayer. And that concludes 2 Samuel chapter 7.